0: thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Catt Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases, Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading.
1: In today's educational environment, students and teachers are juggling a mix of face-to-face, online and blended learning courses. Canvas by Instructure, helps teachers navigate these diverse learning experiences with a user-friendly virtual learning environment that offers flexible access to courses and a consistent learning experience, all while streamlining everyday teaching processes. The world's best schools and universities are using Canvas to create dynamic courses, collaborate seamlessly and access actionable data that drives student success.
0: On the 24th to the 26th of January, 2024, Bet UK is back, and even better for educators new for 2024 table talks empowers educators to collaborate openly and connect deeply with like-minded individuals in the education space as well as tech user labs the brilliant new tutorials and working groups at bet where technology users will learn how to get more out of their institutions tech from the top education technology experts in the world whatever your goal you'll find it at BET 2024. Educators go free. Get your tickets today at www.uk.betshow.com forward slash visitor dash registration.
2: Good morning and welcome to the Monday morning break with me Marie. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my guest Cheryl Edwards this morning and we're going to be talking about women in leadership. Uh, So good morning Cheryl and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so interested to start talking about this. So prior to the show I um, put some stuff out on on X and various network groups that I'm in and sort of people well just friends and family as well really just Mm. wanting to ask about people's views on women in leadership and I'm particularly interested in in what the barriers are? Are there still barriers? Um, and how mm. how we perceive different genders, I suppose, in 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 leadership roles. So, really looking forward to talking about this with you. Mm. Um, anyone that's uh, listening as well, feel free to message or or. Um, message into the show um, because I'd just love to hear about this topic pretty close to my heart um, and yours as well Cheryl I
3: guess.
2: (laughs) So could we start this morning then by you just explaining just tell us a bit
3: about what your role is. Okay yes so um, I'm Cheryl Edwards and I'm the um, Chief Executive of Inclusion Education which is a charity that's grown over the last 15 years since I founded it um, to become more of an education trust, really. So we manage a school and a college, and we're hoping to um, build more mm-hmm. um, to meet the needs of young people who have SEN, um, SEND, and mental health needs, um, which is um, quite a combination so that our schools and colleges are quite unique. Yeah amazing
2: and um, am I right in thinking that you're also a um, chair
3: of the trustee board of, a, of another charity as well? Yes so Basingstoke Mencap I joined them a year and a half ago now and I'm the chair of trustees there just basically kind of recognised some things that, um, that they needed um, help with as being quite crucial barriers and issues I had when I set up my our charity, mm-hmm. um, and thought I could add some value there. Really, brilliant. Okay, so
2: yep some pretty big leadership roles there. <laughs> um, I'm interested because I, I don't think. Well, I know that looking back when I was younger, there was absolutely no way that I would, would have envisaged myself to be in a leadership role, or would mm. have particularly wanted to. So. Is this something, when, when you were little, is that what yeah. you thought, I want to grow up and be a leader?
3: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. It hadn't crossed my mind at all. I was quite interested in politics when I was young. and mm-hmm. I did have a think about being a politician once, only because I didn't see any women in yeah. um, politics, really, apart from Margaret Thatcher, of course, which we, I might mention later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there weren't really many women in politics, and I did... I had strong opinions, I've always been quite opinionated, Mm -hmm. Um, not not real conformist and um, got in a lot of trouble over that when I was at school. Love that. So (laughs) I did think about politics back then but um, quickly changed my mind really, Um, it was pretty impossible for me to get into at the age of 16, 17. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I went off travelling and um, a little bit after my A-levels and then came back and ended up wanted to work more to earn some money to go travelling again. To be honest, and ended up working at Hewlett Packard, and and that was quite an eye opener, and that was my first taste of of view of um, management and leadership really within that organisation. And they were quite, they were quite um, progressive in a way. Being American, they had lots of um, ideas and and different ways of working which I see now you know coaching and mentoring and different Mm -hmm. things that they Mm. they did back then which was 30 years ago um are are really kind of relevant now in the way that we lead our organizations um so I did notice as well there was a lot of men in those positions there but there were some women and they had the autonomy in their roles Mm. and they had they were the decision makers and that did appeal to me because I felt in my role as an administrator I didn't have a lot of wriggle room even though I did try and um, change a few things and do things my way (laughs) I didn't really get the um the support for that um but anyway yeah it was good experience it was good experience and that kind of made me think oh maybe I could could do this maybe I could run my own organization one day but it was a fleeting thought even then Mm yeah i mean
2: it's there's just a few things i think you know a, a lot of the things that you've said um you know we've talked before haven't we we've said that um women in leadership that we've met or spoken to everybody seems to come around you know come to it in quite a different way mm-hmm. um there's sort of no um it's maybe i don't know but less planned than a male going into a leadership role. I don't know, but mm. I think maybe um, potentially age is something to do with it as well. I mean, like you said, um, and I agree. When I, when I was younger as well, I didn't really see women in leadership no, roles. No. Um, and those that that did, we'll perhaps get onto this in a bit. But those that did had a had a particular um, image, I guess, or a mm. stereotype. So I think you know i don't don't think that when we were at school they there was this sort of um promotion of going into leadership roles perhaps no. in the same way that there would have been for boys and young men yes um so and very interesting as well i think there's listening to your reasons behind sort of developing this um idea that oh may- maybe i could do something like that um mm. is the, the things that you've mentioned are Wanting autonomy
1: Mm.
2: um, and wanting to be the decision maker. So not being told.
3: Kind of make change and improve things, really. It wasn't because I just wanted to be in control Mm. as such. It just that I could see different ways of doing things. And there wasn't really the voice, the the ability to be able to voice that back in that large organisation that I was in, unless you were in a leadership role, a manage, high management role. That's
2: very interesting. Um, I'm going to divert slightly, but just because I want to talk about that a little mm. bit right here. So because you were in that role of an admin mm. and you could see things in a large organisation that you thought could be improved yeah. and you wanted to change things for people, mm. but in your role, your voice wasn't going to be heard. No, no, so I didn't feel I had that opportunity. Not- as a leader... Ben, do Ooh. you think that that has fed into your leadership style in that you do give old people all staff oh, yes. a
3: voice to be heard? Yes, I really do think it has yeah yes definitely I've definitely learned from my experience there I mean like I said it was quite a progressive organization really being American and um, and so I've learned some really good things but I've also learned from some really awful bosses and that's definitely influenced the way i've managed people and then led people um further on in my career
2: do you know that has come up on i think possibly every single leadership um course or network or or workshop or Mm -hmm. anything when i talk to anyone i think a lot of people are more motivated by their own experiences of having poor leadership and management yes um and you see Things and perhaps it ties into what you've said about wanting to make a change. Mm. Um, so you see, um, you have experienced that, and I know I've had it, and mm. it's still there. In that, I would never ever want to be no that kind of leader.
3: No. So it's very interesting, isn't it? I how... mean, what is interesting about that is that as you progress and as you become responsible for more and more people, um, then you kind of do see the challenges that your previous bosses that you had yes you know had you do see those challenges and that's quite eye-opening and something to reflect on but at the same time you know there are choices to make Mm. in how you how you manage people how you are with people um and and you can still um, achieve the objectives that maybe they were trying to achieve, but in a in much in a much more humane way. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I think
2: that that is um. I do, I think that that's very very true. Mm. Um. So yeah. Now you're. So you are in these. Uh, leadership roles mm. um and you have you have arrived there some time ago <laughs> yes, <somehow. laughs> from uh, from your admin role and um very vari- mm. you know building on various experiences and and so on so yes. you are at the point you know you are a ceo you're a chair of trustees um mm. do you think that you face barriers
3: yes i think i do still face barriers and i always have done mm-hmm. Um, I think currently, I do feel in some of the meetings that I'm in, I've often come away and thought, if I was a man, would mm. that have happened? Would would I have been treated like that? I mean, not in a sexist way. Um, a lot of the men I work with, um, well, especially in my organisation, are amazing. But even out mm. there, you know, I meet men, and they're they're great, and maybe it's not um conscious, but um, I do think that. the way that they do talk to me and the way that they are with me I I sometimes think if I was a man I don't think that would have happened I don't think you'd have said that I don't think you'd have I think you'd have made a decision quicker yeah Um, yeah just have that feeling
2: yeah that's that is interesting isn't it because that's what I think that's when I was thought about doing the show and and researching um I'm just very interested in in hearing whether people do feel there's still barriers. Yeah, yeah. Um.
3: So yeah, you. Yeah, you've said you I mean, do it does think bear that they're out. Actually, because I have taken on a male service director recently, and mm. um, I do put him in front of people um, mm. that that I have um, met with before, or maybe I think, oh yeah, yeah, I, I think he could, you know, their personalities might might go well, and he does seem to have a different reaction sometimes. Yeah. Maybe take them more seriously, or make the decision quicker he'll come out of the meeting having, and I don't think he does a lot different to me we're very similar in our styles um so yeah but of course it's not evidence back that's my
2: yeah that, I think that's it isn't it at the crux of it is we are we're asking people for that how they're feeling mm. whether they you know how they perceive these barriers but mm. um so, like I said, I, I did speak to or I, I requested sort of views and opinions from lots of people. Um, so and I had a flood of responses. So it you know whether we still have barriers or not it obviously is a subject really close to people's hearts mm. um so yeah i just thought it would be good Let, let's go through some of them okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. and then you uh, yeah and anyone that's listening as well listening back you know if any of these are resonating with you um we'd love to hear so the first um The first point that struck me, because this came Mm. up several times, like from different groups and Mm. different sources, that confidence and assertiveness in women Mm. can actually be perceived as as arrogance or even aggression. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that is something um, that came up several times. And not just Mm. in education, actually. Um, So somebody also, somebody talked about um, the their background in a financial sector um and they were saying that although there is a there there were women in leadership roles uh there were very few and those that were were very much this stereotype of uh and a very assertive power hungry woman um whether that is because that is how they had to Mm. present themselves to get ahead or whether that was naturally their yeah, characteristics like, i i don't know um but yeah i think um it's come up a lot that whether women can be yeah i see in that way yeah
3: confidence and assertiveness that's interesting because i do think that's seen differently in women
2: yeah.
3: um i've heard the words you know oh she's such a battle axe um yes. i've been described as difficult um People have told me to my face, Oh, you're you're a very difficult woman, aren't you? <laughs> um I'm just I thought I was just making a point really, you know. And, yeah, um, yes trying to stand my ground a little bit, but never been outwardly nasty to anybody. But yeah, those those names and I don't again I don't think that would have been said about a man.
2: No, um, no, that is very true. There are a lot of words, isn't there? Are not there? Mm. Sorry, the the language and again these stereotypes. So, like mm. you said, battle axe is horrible isn't it it's absolutely yes, it horrible. horrible and bossy, um, bossy and... yeah i mean yeah lots of other yeah. b words i think <laughs> as well if yeah, somebody true, true. Um, if somebody is a a confident woman it's yeah. it's bizarre isn't it i suppose it's really going back isn't it and that i guess historically
3: stereotypically again women mm weren't assertive no. I mean when I think back to um the time with Hewlett-Packard I'm not dissing Hewlett-Packard at all because it was it a was very <laughs> no, I mean, interesting I... organization to work for it's yeah. great um however when I think about the women there in leadership um they were well management high management really kind of 30s 40s was the um the prime for them if you got oh. older than that you seem to be phased out a bit interesting um, so maybe and if you not were younger yeah. then you definitely weren't seen as as you weren't taken seriously they weren't taken seriously unfortunately and a lot of name calling behind their backs and you know sort of sexist remarks so mm. if you were sort of 40 that seemed to be the time where but even then it was quite sexual i think it was still mm. you know your way up. they had to look a certain way
1: mm. um
3: they were very attractive women and um confident in themselves yeah they definitely had characteristics we
2: say so interesting so not not only a gender thing but mm. an age thing as well which is kind of leaning towards isn't it this um
3: I mean, it's very different from a... Let's just say that, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I know that's a long time ago. We're talking about 30 years ago now. I do hope things have changed. And yeah. I think in education, definitely, it's, it feels very different. And that's why I wanted to get into the third sector and the charity sector, really, mm. because I just felt it was more genuine. And I have met... Um, when I say genuine, I'm, I'm not saying the private sector isn't at all, mm. but it did feel that um, there were some women there that were really kind of making making a career for themselves, really making a mark, really taken seriously. And I felt at home, more at home, when I started working for charities.
2: Yeah, that's interesting because, uh, along with charities, we had a lot of um, really positive feedback, actually, about education. Mm. Um, That actually, um, it is less... There is less of a perception, there is less of these negative perceptions of women in leadership within education. Yes. Um, That actually, the split can be um quite equal, um, really. Um, and that there's a
3: there's a good balance of male and female um mm. leaders. Um, I mean again, it was when I was younger it was headmasters, it was usually yeah. men. Um, but there have been more women. And even at the time, even sort of um, you know, not so long ago, um, it was older women that became heads. Yes. Um, and because I remember seeing a young head once, and I thought, oh my goodness, she's very young. And I thought, why am I? You know, mm-hmm. that, that was the soci- social norm, really, that was in my head. And I yep. thought, no, of course, why couldn't she be, why can't she be young? Yes. Absolutely. But yeah, so it's still, it, it's still more rare to see younger women as heads. But I, well, actually, I, I think there's a lot on, uh, you know, on LinkedIn, there's lots of um, younger looking women heads. So mm. yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is changed. I think education is one of the really good sectors. I think so. I think there's more, there's more yeah.
2: progress as well in mm. terms
3: of role modelling, yes, isn't
2: there? I think yes. it's much it's at the forefront of our it's at the forefront of what we do um for our students, isn't it? Pupils mm. and students. And I think, you know, you would never no one would ever now say to a class, you know, that has that has girls in it, Well, you mm. can't be a leader because you're no. a girl. That would be absolutely unheard of. It would be shocking. Yeah. But I think it's not that long ago, is it, since that was the case. Yeah. I mean no one would have yeah. said to me at school, Oh, have you thought about leadership mm. in a careers interview? Just oh, Absolutely gosh, no. not. No. no. So we've come a long we've come
3: a long way, haven't we? Yeah. In terms I wonder of if, perception. Um, it's something to do with education being at the forefront of female leadership, maybe if we're saying that, oh. because it is traditionally a, a female occupation. Because maybe it fits the um it fits with childcare. You know, yes. is, is maybe it's one of those occupations that you can um, manage with young children. Um, well, some can, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and also you know, being a teacher was quite. Uh, uh, even when I was at school, I remember being one of those big. That being one of the opportunities that they did yes. push at careers days and interviews and things like that was was teaching. So. Yeah. Because it has been around for quite a long time, where women are going into that profession, and because maybe it fits with um, traditional women's roles, maybe that's why it is further ahead a little bit. And we do have a lot of women leaders in education, and on nursing. That, maybe yes, nursing. nursing
2: well. Yes, true. Um, or medical, medicine. Mm. Would we? You know, looking at doctors and and surgeons as well as as well. Mm. On that note. Absolutely, that is my um, next thing that I'd like to discuss um, because obviously childcare and so on mm. uh, is, realistically, it is a barrier to women yes. in leadership.
0: This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR. 2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading.
1: In today's educational environment, students and teachers are juggling a mix of face-to-face, online and blended learning courses. Canvas by Instructure, helps teachers navigate these diverse learning experiences with a user-friendly virtual learning environment that offers flexible access to courses and a consistent learning experience, all while streamlining everyday teaching processes. The world's best schools and universities are using Canvas to create dynamic courses, collaborate seamlessly, and access actionable data that drives student success.
0: On the 24th to the 26th of January, 2024, Bet UK is back, and even better for educators new for 2024 table talks empowers educators to collaborate openly and connect deeply with like-minded individuals in the education space as well as tech user labs the brilliant new tutorials and working groups at bet where technology users will learn how to get more out of their institutions tech from the top education technology experts in the world whatever your goal You'll find it at BET 2024. Educators go free. Get your tickets today at www.uk.betshow.com forward slash visitor dash registration.
3: So
2: welcome back and welcome back to Cheryl. And um, We have been having a really interesting conversation about women in leadership. Um, and I've really enjoyed thinking back I guess about or, or discussing the different times, um, maybe so when we were at school versus now, mm. um, and then looking at you know talking about those kind of gender stereotypes on mm. of women and women in leadership, and we were about to get on to childcare. Yeah. <laughs> so I there is one particular, um, well, no, there's a lot about childcare and being a mum and being a woman in leadership yeah. that I think is really important um but I read an article I think it was a couple of weeks ago and uh yeah so it this was the MP Miriam Cates uh who has okay. also been she was a teacher but she has blamed the rise in children starting school in nappies
3: oh yes I did read that. yeah on yeah. the increase of working women That's so interesting, isn't it? Because I think um, they were pointing out that they're seeing this in a lot of affluent families. Yes. Um, So they just don't have time to... Yes. Toilet train, I yes. I put it, Their children,
2: yes. So she is saying um, that, yeah. Uh, well, she's actually said it's increasingly possible, impossible. Sorry, this is increasingly impossible when our GDP obsessed economic system <laughs> demands that even mothers of small children leave their infants in daycare to return to the w- workplace. Um, hmm. I mean, that's a big one, isn't it? It is uh, a big one
3: because there's a lot of studies that, that say that, you know, daycare for children early is mm. is really great for them. Yes. Um, really, because we don't have those big extended families anymore. We don't have those, um, you know, where even the toddler groups and things yeah. only since COVID have closed. And so those children don't have a lot of socialisation as as much as maybe they did years and hundreds of years ago, certainly. Um, so, you know, getting your children in with other children and, and um, nurseries and things is, is great for them, but it's very expensive.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, the article that I was reading, it was saying, you know, there, there have been lots of studies into why some children are starting school. Um, not yet quite trained, mm. um, and you know we talk about COVID. We talk about um, needing um, increased training and health workers. Um, that mm. there is a bit more of a, you know, there is less support um, for yeah. for mums, certainly. Um, uh, right, SEND issues and so on. But you know it, this overall thing, because it's just very, it's just much easier to blame mums, especially yeah,
3: if, especially if you work. It Tends to happen a lot in the media, doesn't it? That the um, the mum is blamed for a lot of, lot of um, things, especially you know when it comes to their children. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how what the size of the issue is really. I mean, I, the media does blow a lot of things mm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard um, even a teacher at my son's school say that. Um, a child arrived at year r in nappies um you know it was a bit of a rumor but you know that i'm sure that does happen anyway because of children are all different developmental yes. ages yeah. and i remember for my son at year r i used to have accidents so
1: mm.
3: you know i don't know what the size of this issue is but yeah the media will go straight for the mum, won't they and the um yes. the working mother
2: yes the working mother. Mm. Um, What was that phrase? Again, I think this is probably from sort of the 80s, but the Mm. um, latchkey kids, you know, if your mum worked and you
3: had to let yourself in with your own key after school. I mean, I was one of those. And I loved it, (laughs) too. I really loved it. I mean, yeah, there were times that I, you know... missed my mum but because mm. i loved her but i mean it you know it was only because um, probably i was hungry and i wanted her to make me something to eat <laughs> and i didn't want to do it myself um you know i didn't suffer from it at all in fact actually my mum was one of my role models in life definitely because she was um a single mum yeah. she um my dad divorced when i was about 12 and um I mean, she was working anyway but she went full time um and she, you know, she put everything into work to um, make a better life for me and my sister, and we didn't want for anything, and I can remember her, I remember th- being so proud of her, and she was a bit of a, a maverick as well, she always wanted to change things, and um, and yeah, she was just a role model to me, really, and I think then that made me want to progress and see work as a normal thing. And I, both of my older children have said to me that um they're really proud of me and um it's role model to them about um kind of working and progressing and you can then start possibly to um sort of you know especially run your own own organisation or your own business, you can start to make it suit your needs a bit more. That yeah um, that's so that's yeah. one of the drivers. Um, potentially that's great for yeah women to go into management Absol- and leadership and own definitely your own business. definitely mm. and
2: that's the thing isn't it you mm. you know your children are very proud of you and you know perhaps part of that is because you've overcome some barriers as a as a mm. mom as a woman um, to to work in this at this very
3: high level of leadership yeah. I, mean, um, I think women's identities are very fragmented aren't yes. they? you know your mother your wife your um you know you you need to your work a woman in work um a friend a good friend you know all these different things that these expectations (laughs) of women and even to um look a certain way you know look good be healthy um keep trim figure Mm -hmm. you know all of these pressures and these different you know your identity does become quite and to be able it's a challenge to um, be coherent around all that and and be yourself really because I you love are that. have yeah. a lot of guilt that you're not doing one thing better than another and then yeah. certainly with me if I focus some time on um, fitness and exercise and healthy eating I can never get the balance right um, mm. you know work starts to slip a bit because I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right you're <laughs> I don't right. know why um, it might just be me but the thinking time is a bit less because I'm concentrating on something else so I mean I do know that I have made some sacrifices absolutely I have because um. I know that I do put a lot of time into my work. A lot of it is thinking time. Yeah. Um. A lot of it is... I'm always at work, if you sort of I mean, in my brain. I'm always thinking of something. If I see something when I'm out, I'm writing it down. Or I'll go if I'm on holiday and I see, I don't know, something um, that looks really interesting as far as young mm-hmm. people, I'll go and have a look at it. um. So I don't ever really switch off to that um, to any extent, really. But um i love my work and it is my passion yeah and i don't think although i've made some sacrifices i i think and as far as looking after myself maybe potentially i think i'm the one that i let slip which i think is quite um often the case for women yes. They put themselves last yeah but then i have thrown everything into my career really so um yeah, I do. It's hard finding that balance. But I do think um, I've also concentrated very highly on, on being a mum. But then there are some things that I just have to say, no, um, mm-hmm. we can't do that. But because I'm working, but we'll do this then, you know. Um, so I don't think in the long run, my children have, um, have suffered at all. But there have been times where I haven't been to every play, yeah. I haven't been to every sports day. Um and, but that's not a bad thing. I don't think that's no. a
2: bad thing. and and I think what it comes down to when you're talking about those, and I totally agree, by the way, um, that pressure. I mean, mm. as you were talking, I was I was envisaging there's that there's a few means, isn't there? When you just <laughs> things are piling up, and it's like, you know, like you said, work, um, you know, be. Be focused on your career, be a good partner, mm. be a good parent, mm. still speak to your friends and check mm. in that they're okay. Um, eat Sometimes, healthy, exercise. Yeah. Um, Sometimes
3: it's a carer for your parents as well. That yes. seems to fall to women. Yes. Um, yeah, so you can, you know, at my age now, start to feel guilty. Am I spending enough time with my parents? You know, do mm. I need to be looking after them a little bit more? And um, and naturally, yes, that's that's something I would like to do.
2: Yeah. Um, so the, yeah.
3: The, so there is immense pressure, yeah.
2: um, and I don't know if it's the same for men in similar roles. Um, I wouldn't like to say it isn't because I think that men in leadership have their own pressures, and this mm. this isn't about being negative about men in leadership, no. but just obviously our experiences are of being women in leadership. So mm. yeah, there are, and the big one that um, that I that people were messaging about is mum guilt. Mm. And I know I've used those words l- literally last week um, mm. because you are you are torn. And I think um, mm. sometimes and it, it, it's hard, isn't it? But it like you hard. said, I think it's keeping that kind of um, it's doing what you can when you can. Mm. So I loved what you said about we can't do this today because I'm working, but we will do we will do yes. this and I know I've spoken with several people in in similar situations and it's having that that plan well yes I've wor- I'm working a lot this week but on Saturday we're going to yeah. do that and yeah. being firm about kind of putting your your things away and um yes. not switching the laptop on um and managing that way but I guess it doesn't stop us feeling guilty
3: no no and when I do look at, back at my mum doing things like that and it made, I remember thinking wow she's a strong woman I'm proud of her yeah um you know I, I remember her sort of working a bit later she had to you know go to this meeting or that meeting and um you know I just used to think wow you know she's an important person and you know yeah, you, go, so you were really proud good. were you proud of her yeah I, I think th- nowadays well I like to think that um partnerships between you know sort of husband and wife and um are more supportive yes. Um, in as far as sharing things. I see my sister and my brother-in-law and they've got such a supportive partnership. They both, um, all sorts of tasks they share and do different things. Um, things to keep the family going, to keep the house going. And so they both then can work and they both got, you know, great jobs and their kids are great. It's all, like, no, it's all perfect, perfect. But I know mm. that's not the same for everybody. And I'm a single mum, so then, you know, trying to um, juggle everything. We just can't do everything. And I do no. say that to my sister sometimes, you know. Um, yes, you're doing two activities every mm. Saturday, but I, I can't because I've yeah. got to rest. Yeah, <laughs> that is one yeah. thing. I do. And my children um, do understand that. It's like Saturday, I just really need to just... oh rest for a bit and that's fine because you know it kind of gives them a bit of an understanding of that's what you need to do for yourself sometimes and that's not exactly that's okay
2: exactly and maybe that's another keep going <laughs> yeah well totally that is that's another role modeling isn't yeah. it really um that it is okay to to say actually I can't take on everything no I cannot no. do everything no. um I agree I think division of division of um Household responsibilities mm. is is much more equal, um, and but then I what I wonder about is whether, how much of this is within us, yes. how much of what we beat ourselves up about yes. as women in leadership is mm. intrinsically, you know, is within us, our our conscious or our subconscious even,
3: yeah, um, and whether we, we, yeah, we, you know, having, I mean, yes, within us, but because. We would like to do everything. Yes. Really. (laughs) Our children are just as important as our work and we would like to spend more time with them, but we Mm. also would like to, um, you know, earn enough money so that we're not, um, scrimping and scraping. Yes. And that takes quite a lot now. You know, the cost of living is huge. Mm. It can't be Mm -hmm. underestimated. You haven't really got a choice. Um people do need to work so you have to find that balance um and it's the balance that you're happy with i think if you can if you can get to that then that's that's amazing but not everybody has those choices obviously no no but But that's that's true guilty about it because we all would like all of those things yeah yeah definitely okay so i mean we've
2: we've talked about sort of the stereotypes of of women in leadership Mm. um and and why perhaps those came came around um Mm. And we've talked about sort of bar the barriers that do exist concerning, oh, I guess, um, like you said, our, our fragmented identities as women. Like
3: absolutely love that as a phrase. <laughs> the, um,
2: pressures. the pressures, oh, yes. yeah. yeah. The mm. perhaps. I did uh, read
3: something the other day actually. It was very interesting around that. Mm. Was that um the skills that women develop that are that do have a lot of challenges mm. on their on their lives and their time. Um the skills that they develop are quite amazing around problem solving um, and being able to prioritise um, a lot of things that are really valuable in the workplace now. And really being able to recognise that, especially women that maybe have had trauma um, in their lives as well mm. and still coping and then still working. And actually, that that's pretty. We don't recognise that so much as a skill set, especially in interviews yeah. and things. Um, as we do qualifications and i think the article was actually saying that um you know we're predispositioned to look at um qualifications that are achieved in a in an achieving um environment right. as being valuable um but not the not those type of skills you know not yes. the skills that are actually really valuable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's what we're looking yeah. for in our employees isn't it it's being able to um be a t- autonomous, be able to prioritise, be able to problem solve, get on with lots of different people.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, and all of those are really um, important values and skills and experiences mm, for a leader. Yeah, not saying absolutely. that men don't have those at all, mm. but just saying that some women develop those really naturally because of the challenges they face in balancing everything. And yes, um, so it's good to talk about People's lives in interview and what they've been through and what they've yeah. what they've faced, what challenges they face, if they want to talk about that, obviously, because I think you do pick up um, a lot of different skills, a lot of skills that are needed in our organisations today.
2: Yeah, definitely. So actually, that leads me onto something that I was thinking about again, you know, in preparation for the show. I was thinking about the difference between gender mm. versus, I guess, sort of leadership styles. And mm. um, oh, yeah. and personality maybe more than gender. So mm. I I do think that there, you know, there can be barriers to leadership, progressing mm. in leadership that aren't to do with your gender, but can be to do with your style maybe or your right. presentation to the world um, or yes. your. The things that you're you're valuing and your way of working. Um, mm. So, for example, if you you know you um, you know are are quite gentle. Um, if you avoid confrontation, sometimes if you are perhaps um, more. You know, sort of quieter and and less able to sort of put yourself forward in a room full of people. Mm. That could equally be a man or a woman. Oh, definitely. And perhaps it, perhaps it's those kind of things that are actually in the future going to cause you know, going to be more barriers, maybe going to present more barriers.
3: Yeah, potentially, potentially. I mean, I've have worked for quite a lot of kind of quite quiet leaders, mm. but they're. Their quietness has actually been something I quite revere because they always come up with a a really amazing way forward after they've reflected and thought about it for a long time. So they're not straight out there, they're Mm -hmm. not loud, they're not... Mm -hmm. um, So, yeah, there's a lot of um, personality and characteristics that that come in. I don't think it's the, the loudest people make the best leaders by any means at all. Um, I think some other things about, I think I touched on it earlier, um, maybe about the being gentle and the and the kind of approach where you just want to kind of support everybody, but it's not always possible because you have to have some boundaries. And, yeah. So you just learn to... Um, some you learn skills over time i've read something again recently saying that um leaders need to be um people experts they need to have Mm. a really good understanding of emotional intelligence and be able to um be able to treat everybody with equity Um, and that's really skillful to be able to do that so you know all those kind of um qualification all those um subjects like psychology and um you know all the um emotional intelligence um a self understanding of people and understanding yourself understanding yourself is really important because that really does help you in how you respond to people what triggers you what upsets you if you can deal with that um yeah becoming a people expert i think is is really crucial to leadership definitely definitely
2: so i um i was reading something the other day from mary portis who um you know i admire hugely Mm. um once you know she is a strong woman in leadership yes um stereotypically yes and um i i think there was a perception of her and then she's had you know and then she's she's really um gone through some changes in perspective i think Mm. she i think she would say that as well um but actually on on world kindness day um she puts put put something out on linkedin which i just really loved um and she said kindness it's not a word you normally see in business people think it's fluffy and soft but it's strong because it has roots and when you give people kindness and you make them feel safe those roots go deep they grow like little sunflowers they open up they become their fullest, honest self. Feeling free to speak, free to be who they are, and from that you grow a business. Um, And she went on to say, as we navigate the complexities of life and work, just remember that kindness isn't just a virtue, but a strategic, beautiful and progressive way to build a world where people, the planet and profit can coexist and thrive harmoniously. Um, So yeah, I... um, I really love that because mm. I think kindness, as um, you know, as a
3: root, as an ethos, isn't down to gender. Oh no, no, no! Very true, very true, and I think it has great results. It really yeah. does. And you know, you think about it from in all walks of life: being kind to children, being kind to um people. Less fortunately, yourself, and it it pays back. You know, the world's a kinder place. Um people progress more people develop more and so that's the ethos p- behind treating your employees and your staff kindly um has great effect um it's getting that balance right yeah. between kindness and well it's kindness isn't it and you can be kind even to enhance productiv- productivity and i think it does um but it's just getting it being kind in the in the, in the right um the right structure and the right, you know, shared values and shared culture. Yes. Um, and and ensuring that that is right for that organisation.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so one very lovely message we had was that um, somebody somebody said that in his personal in his personal experience, women are better bosses. Um, so all the best <laughs> all the best bosses all the best leaders he's had have been women. So, hmm. I would just like us to talk about now um, some of the pros, what are the pros of being a woman in leadership? Yeah, um, yeah.
3: well, I, you have, I think all women have, like I said, you know, faced a lot of challenges to get to where they are, a lot of barriers, so yeah. you have a lot of understanding, a lot of empathy for for people that men haven't, some men have, and that they can't do that either because they can, but I think naturally women have had that experience um so that could be it could be um it could be other you know because of the way that society has molded women to be caring and to be um more um emotionally receptive to people then maybe it could have something to do with that there's lots of reasons but it's definitely about that emotional response isn't it and i think that's why people like working for anybody that is emotionally intelligent Mm. or is kind yes um yeah you know it is naturally so much better and men can do it yeah um
2: yeah i think um i think as well isn't there i mean when you are are a woman in leadership Mm. um i i know how i feel about it Um,
3: yeah i'm sorry that's the dog she's trying to right Okay. Um,
2: yeah i um i feel oh you know despite juggling everything Mm. um as we've talked about and kind of hopefully challenging those barriers and challenging people's perception of things um i i do just think it's really important for young young children and people young people and students to have role models who are women we said right at the beginning that when we were younger you just didn't really see it um or the ones that you did it was it was rare and it was and they were absolutely portrayed in a certain way so i think a huge pro of being a woman in leadership is having a platform to challenge
3: that yes definitely i think if If you want to make any change in the world, then you need to be in a position of being able to do that, which is quite often um, in a leadership role, whatever that is, Um, whether it is voluntarily, whether it is in your organisation, whether it's in sport, whether it's in all sorts of areas. Um, And women and girls should definitely not shy away from that because we just need all sorts of personalities, all sorts of skills. And I hope gone are the days where some women felt they needed to... To um, embody a, a male identity, really, you know, sort mm. of. I uh, think about Margaret Thatcher quite often. You know, when, <laughs> I mean, that might be the quote for the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that masculine, hard, toxic masculine, mm. iron of, lady. Yeah, image with them. Um, no, no, it doesn't have to be like that at all. And um, you know, there's 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 a leadership position for everyone. Um, people say don't they everybody is a lead everybody has that in them um to be able to make some change in the world um whichever path they're on or or wherever whatever they decide to do um so yeah i hope now girls don't see any any barriers um and if they if there are barriers around um sort of men um being in positions of um of of, the, these kind of this masculine image, then we can kind of help to um, mould that and change that and show that that doesn't have to be the way
1: yeah, to I love manage
3: that. massive organisations and be really successful. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I love that. I was going to... Uh, that was how I was going to ask us to finish up, actually, mm. um, of... Of what advice do you have, um, for any, any girls, women, um, anyone that is is looking to get into a leadership role, mm. um, but is concerned or worried about any of these barriers or, mm. or things like that? So, do you have any advice for us,
3: um? I think just, you know, follow your dreams, but reach out for support yeah. from people. There's so many good coaches out there. There's so many great books to read. There's so many people that would love to talk about this. Any women um, in any leadership position would love to talk to younger women about um, how they can, you know... Um, Sort of overcome barriers or things that they're thinking. The mum guilt. Everybody's been mm. through that. Yeah. Um. So reach out. You know, I'm re- reaching the time now where thinking about menopause and things. You know, mm. f- um, but you know, reach out to other women. Talk about this because it is normal and we can get through this. Um, definitely all together. Um, and the world can be a much better place for women.
2: Oh, yeah, I love that. I totally agree. I think, you know, reaching out to people and talking about these things that a lot of us are going through is Mm. so important. And as you said as well, anyone um, who's, you know, maybe more experienced would just... I've always found to just absolutely love to talk about Mm. it and mentor and almost be in that mentoring role. Um, And I I particularly love, I think, over the last... Well, certainly very recently, we've seen a real shift in, I think, women supporting other women. Yes. I think there was a real danger before of women almost being pitched against other women and this competitive... um, you know you're having to kind of I guess elbow past other women to get yourself up there um but now there is a real I've seen such a shift in that um you know women supporting women is important
3: yes I think people supporting people is really important definitely Um, and I, I hope that um we can be paving the way for men to be able to do this as well because um it's so isolating thinking that you're against others in any kind of way. Um, so the more support we can give each other and there is no competition really, um, in anything. And I know, um, in some businesses where you're maybe selling the same product, but everything is very slightly different. So, and I've, you know, a lot of the business networks that I've been involved in, everybody helping each other creates more business all around generally. Um, isn't and that, isn't that a very <laughs> lovely, very beautiful
2: thought to end on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, we're saying uh, be a woman in leadership, <laughs> seek advice and support yes. and everybody help everybody else because the world will be a better place. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much for talking to me this morning, Cheryl. And no it just problem. it's been really, really interesting to kind of explore these issues um, and barriers with you. Um, so thank you so much. Thank
3: you. Thank
0: you for having me. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.